welcome to the Inherent Identity Podcast, a place where you can learn the secrets to living as the best version of you. It's not about changing, it's not about becoming, it's about remembering. It's about recovering what you've always had within you, but you just keep getting distracted and you just keep forgetting. Join me, your host, Tyson Bradley, as we discover the practical steps for easily and effortlessly creating a lifestyle that lasts. Hello, hello, everybody. Okay, so here's the thing. Have you left a review on on the uh, the iTunes? Have you left a review anywhere about this podcast? Because if you haven't, then that's just sad. <laughs> I'd appreciate it. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. I'd appreciate you sharing this podcast with all the people out there because you know that we all need a little bit more of who we really are out there in the world. We all need everybody to shine a little bit brighter and brighten up this world of ours that can be a little bit depressing and scary. So if you have been listening for a while and you haven't left a review, please do so. And hopefully it's a good one, but uh, it was was awesome. I was taking my girls out this morning to uh, go to school and whatnot and the song from The Greatest Showman came on uh, called This Is Me. And I want to read to you just a couple of the lyrics because, I mean, it's pretty edgy, but it's like in your face because, like, you know, look out because here I come. And I'm marching on to the beat I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. So you hear those words just like, look out because here I come. I'm marching on to the beat I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. So pretty awesome. And I was thinking about um, today, I want to teach you. I want to teach you how to spot identity. Um, Mainly because for the past, man, I can't remember. I don't know how long I've been doing this. Uh, but I started to capture uh, every every name of Christ, and it, there's there's more to it than just the names that are titles and things like that. And I wanted to teach you a little bit about how you can spot identity as you read scriptures, as you uh, even go out and about in the world and are talking with people because identity is what is governing and directing the way in which you live and act uh, every single day. So if you can spot it, if you can identify it, then you can start to change it. There is stages. There is a series of steps. There is a deepening of the levels of how well you can do this and uh, in the end, learn a skill that I call neural bypassing. And this, in my mind, is the um, way to instantly create lasting change. So if that in any regard interests you, or if just in the process of you creating changes in your life, want to develop a relationship with God and also the godliness within you, then this is all for you. This podcast is perfect for you. This message 
and everything that I share here is going to serve you very much so. So there is, um, and part of the reason why I started uh, learning more about who God is, like what is his identity? What is Christ's identity? The reason I, I am doing this in part is because if we're made in his likeness and image, then the more I learn about him, the more I learn about myself, the more I learn about who I really am, my inherent identity, the more I learn about my divine identity. And so there's this great scripture, John chapter 17, verse 3, and says, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So this is what it's all about. Life eternal. Uh, your spiritual amazing being it's life like that eternal life comes the more we know and understand the true nature of our heavenly parents and we can learn about that nature by studying and learning from the scriptures and from the example of jesus christ because jesus christ is one with the father so that's how we're going to learn i'm going to teach you how to spot um, I did this as a lesson to my uh, to the men in my church in an elders quorum meeting. So I'll share um, I'll just share just dive into kind of what I look for as I read scriptures and how you can kind of spot it. So uh, one of the first ways, first uh, the way in which you spot identity is is all about the word structure. And so there's a number of phrases and word structures and things that I want you to just start paying attention to as you talk with people, as you read things, because they're going to be the clues. They're going to be the things that help you see, okay, identity is being spoken here. And technically, and I'll share maybe a secret at the end, but um, there's so much <laughs> in which you can learn from identity. So uh, first phrase is just the statement I am and whatever follows I am is identity is people describing themselves in an identity kind of way and I'll share some scriptures here as examples um, John chapter 6 verse 35 says and Jesus said unto them I am the bread of life he that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst so here Jesus talking very directly it's like okay who am I? Well, I am the bread of life. And so, okay, the bread of life that has meaning, that has symbolism, that has all these things connected to it that we can learn from concerning who God is, who Christ is. Okay, another phrase is, uh, and I'll read Matthew 16, verse 16, and Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Okay, so that is more thou art is kind of a a biblical way uh old english way and another way would be you are so we talk to our kids we talk to other people and we say we it's just like in our language we don't even recognize it it's like you are a silly goose it's like i'll, I'll tell my my kid that you're a silly goose you are silly you are um you are being mean right you are not speaking kindly right so we say these things what we don't recognize is that they are identity statements so 
sometimes we had to be careful. We're just like, yeah, what am I telling people that they are? Who are they? And what do we grow up with? And what did we grow up as kids? What did our parents always tell us? Oh, you are always late. You are not very good at getting up in the morning. You are not good at focusing. You are not good, not a good listener. So depending on on what we were told, even as a kid, we we have most likely these under this undercurrent of these beliefs that are probably holding us back in many different ways. So when we start to identify these things and we start to see them, um, and you might just start paying attention to what is it that you are judging other people on and that you are kind of, you are doing this, <laughs> then that's a clue. That's a place in which you can start to be more introspective, start to look at, okay, how is this reflective of my own life and what I struggle with or what I'm trying to overcome? So there's another phrase. Um, third phrase. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Luke 9, 35. So another phrase like this is, it's like we introduce someone. This is Tyson Bradley. This is my wife, Morgan Bradley. And uh, Heavenly Father introduced his son, Jesus Christ, said, this is, who is it? My beloved son. That's a title. That's a name. That's a label. My beloved son. Hear him. Okay, um, another one, Isaiah 9, chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So um, even just the wording in the frame, it's like his name is, like, that's pretty simple. Uh, what is your name? Oh, well, my name is, his name is, her name is this. That's her name. That's what she goes by, that's her label, that's her identity. And here we have um, Isaiah talking about Christ and giving him all sorts of names, right? He shall be called, his name is Wonderful Counselor. And within the scriptures, a lot of times these names are actually capitalized. So you can look for the capitalization of names um, to see what is the title. And, and here's the thing, you know, I'm telling you these like, word structures and and it seems okay this is i guess really basic and kind of boring but uh what's really fascinating is that when you start to notice these when you start to even capture a list of all these titles that uh that god has you start to think about them even just a little bit you know even just the word wonderful you know that's wonderful why is christ wonderful and not just what does that say about who he is? But then we turn it around and we say, what does that mean about me? What does that mean about who I am inherently? What does that mean about this godliness that exists within me? How am I wonderful? How am I a counselor? How am I a mighty God? How am I uh, a prince of peace? Now, it's interesting because, you know, some people might shun away from this idea of, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to to describe myself as the mighty God. I don't want to describe myself as the everlasting father. Um, that would be sacrilegious. That would be, uh, that would, you know, there's kind of that, that scripture, those, those things that say like, we, or we aren't to be gods unto ourselves kind of thing. And I just want to share that, um, 
it is about how you interpret this. It's like you can you can say yes, I am a mighty God, and 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 then what ends up happening is that you stop listening to God, that you make this something as you know I am mightier than God, and that is when we get into trouble. That is when we stop listening, and we start thinking that we know best, and then we stop truly. Uh, being our inherent selves because inherently you know and, and one of the attributes of Christ is that of being humble humility being willing to listen being willing to uh, follow the commands of God and so if you're really trying to be like Christ if you're really trying to know him and know yourself in the process then what you will be doing is listening. You will not be a God unto yourself because you will be taking on these attributes or recognizing these attributes within yourself and doing more good in the world because you realize the goodness of who you really are. So let's see. One, two, three, four, five, a fifth way. Um, and I actually kind of said this, but uh, capital letters. <laughs> Um, but here's another scripture, 2 Nephi 2, verse 6. Wherefore, redemption cometh in and through the Holy Messiah. And Holy Messiah is capitalized, for he is full of grace and truth. Right? So even that, he is, she is, you are, all these ways of communicating. It's like, okay, full of grace and truth. What does it mean for you personally to be full of grace and truth? What if that's who you really are? What does that, what does that mean about me? Okay, well, if I'm full of grace full of the enabling and strengthening power of the atonement. If I am full of truth, if if that is who I really am, then when I listen to this voice within me, when I listen to this inherent identity, it is going to be true. And it is going to lead me into more truth, more light, more knowledge, more understanding. So, man, when I start to describe myself in this way, that it's like, this is who I really am. So all the things that my brain offers of, oh, I'm not... Uh, I'm not strong. I'm not powerful. I'm, I'm not, um, I don't do things that are right and good. Um, <clears throat> I'm not good enough. When we, when we say things like that, then are we going to show up in a bigger and better way? No, we're not. You know this. So the benefit of starting to think about and really pay attention to what is the identity of God in Christ and when we turn it around is that is that we get to start being like them we get to start tapping into the godliness that is inherently within us and when we tap into that that is when you experience the most profound changes of your life i promise you and the reason why i could say that is because this has been my experience and the experience of my clients and anyone who joins the inherent identity family and i'll tell you you know, I recently met with one of the newest members and he said, this really is a family. He's like, I have just loved every single person I've met in here. And I'm telling you, it's like the value of being in a community. And I'll tell you that being in a community is important. And this is a side note, but uh, this will probably be a podcast episode all of its own. But when God created the world, he called everything good. It's like, this is good, and, and it is good. It is good. Until one, one moment, 
And the one moment was when they saw that Adam was alone. It is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for you to be alone. Um, it's not good for you to be separate, separated, separation, separate from other people. It's like you think about this world today and how much of it separates us, the fighting, the contention, the racism, the sexism, the everything-ism. You know, all the labels, it's like, who are you? Oh, you're, you're a Jew? Oh, you're a Christian? We have all these labels. You're a Muslim. You're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You're a Mormon. It's like all of these labels, what do they do? They separate us. They, they put us in buckets. They, they create not-so-goodness. <laughs> and so what I'm trying to create and, and what I have created is a place where there is no separateness. There is family. There is oneness. There is different people, various backgrounds, various things. They, they come together and they, they meet and they talk. We connect with the godliness that's within us. And that process of learning the skill enables them to create powerful, powerful changes in their life, showing up in their businesses, showing up in, in their relationships, showing up in their health and wellness, all these areas of the life that they want to improve, improving because they're able to not only create connection instead of separation with their inherent selves and with God, but they're able to create um, connection with other people versus the separation. So super, super powerful. And if you haven't at least even done the free trial, I don't know what, I don't know what, I, what to tell you. Get in there. Just try it out. Inherentidentity.com. Okay. All right. Some other ones. And this is, this is where it gets really fun, this next one. So I'll read this scripture and see if you can kind of hear where identity can be spotted. Okay. First Nephi chapter 21, verse 8. Thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time have I heard thee, O isles of the sea, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee, and give thee my servant for a covenant of the people, to establish the earth, to cause, to inherit the desolate heritage. <laughs> this is actually a verse that's also found in Isaiah. But, you know, you might read that and be like, okay, that sounds like a lot of big words and weird and uh, what does it even mean? But the thing that you want to capture, the thing that you want to pay attention to as you read is when the Lord does something. Because being and doing are inseparably connected. What we do communicates who we are. So when the Lord says, I have heard thee, I have helped thee, I will preserve thee. Like pay attention to every single verb. Because think about this, you know, what do we call people that do the action of snowboarding? Well, we call them snowboarders. The action of skiing, we call them skiers. The action of playing basketball. Well, we call them basketball players. Now, you might think, okay, well, what about those who, who like to watch basketball? What you know, Are you a basketball watcher? Well, technically, yes, but we kind of call those, I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> and we have words. We just have labels for these actions or these series of actions or this conglomerate of actions that are associated with what that word means and what that identity means. So 
if you are a true fan, so now I say true fan, if you're a true fan, then you go to the games, you watch, you keep up to date on the players, you know what's going on. So uh, you paint your face, whatever. And so we build these labels and these identities. And, and if all of a sudden you were to take on the identity, just like, I am a fan. I am a fan of BYU football, or I am a fan of the Seattle Seahawks, whatever your team is. I don't, I don't really associate with teams too much, but it's like, whatever your team is, if you start describing yourself as that, all of a sudden you will start to notice a difference in your actions. You will notice that because you start describing yourself as that, you will naturally inherently start to take action towards that. The more you repeat an identity, the more you will do. Okay. So this is actually really fun to start looking at the scriptures. And this actually opens up your mind and has opened up my mind to who God really is because he does all sorts of things. And I'll share um, some a scripture from a recent study, actually this morning, <laughs> a study from this morning of, of how this works. So um, here's some other, a couple more of ways to spot identity. Uh, example is First Nephi chapter 17, verse 13. And I will also be your light in the wilderness, and I will prepare the way before you. And if it so be that ye shall keep my commandments, wherefore, inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall be led towards the promised land, and ye shall know that it is by me that ye are led. So the phrase here that I look for is like, I will be. So I am, I will be, I was. So these are just more so the, the past, present, future tense of I am, but uh, things that you can look for within scripture to spot identity. And so when the Lord says, I will also be your light, I am your light in the wilderness. It's like, wow, I will prepare the way before you. It's like, he's a preparer of the way. That's what he does. That's who he is. That, you know, you, sometimes you think you're lost. You think that you're like, oh, I don't know if I, I where, where am I to go? How am I to do this? But part of God's nature is to prepare the way before you, to be your light in a wilderness, in the woods where you're lost. That is his job. That is his nature. He cannot help but do these kinds of things. And when we know that uh, that is who he is, it for me, it gives this added measure of just certainty in his character. An added measure that, okay, God is a provider. He provides what he does. So if I truly believe that he's a provider, then I can just trust more. I can just have more faith. I can just believe more. I can just start to show up in bigger and better ways because I know that his nature cannot change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because of that, I can be rest assured in that. I can trust fully. I don't question. There is no doubt when I know that it's part of who God is. So um, a couple more. One is from, well, actually, this is just a funny one, but uh, kind of speaks to the point of the verbs. First Nephi chapter 17, verse 53, and it came to pass, the Lord said unto me, stretch forth thine hand again unto thy brethren, and they shall not wither before me, but I will shock them, saith the Lord. And this will I do that I may know that they may know that I am the Lord their God. So what does he do? Well, he shocks them. So God is a shocker. 
Sometimes he shocks us. Sometimes he, you know, makes us come alive, come awake, just like wake us up to the truth of what's going on. So when we pay attention to when God is speaking uh, in Scripture and what he uses, what he says, the verbs he uses, we get to know who he is. And when we know who he is, we get to know who we really are. So one of the one of the final ways that you might um, identify names is in spot identity is just being able to listen to the spirit. So uh, just like we don't really call uh, people who watch basketball basketball watchers, um, we call them fans or we we call them fanatics. <laughs> um, there could be times where. Uh, the Lord is communicating what he does and we try and try and apply it to ourselves, but it doesn't quite fit. We might have a different word that we would use for such action or such a way of being. And so um, it's something that you just, as you pay attention, as you start reading and start learning, that's what's really fun is you start to uncover the truth. You start to uncover who God really is. And when you know God, that is like, this is life eternal. That they may know God and Jesus Christ whom thou sent. So um, one last thing I'll share just from this morning, um, a verse that I read. It's in Second uh, Nephi chapter 30, verse 10. It says, For the time speedily cometh that the Lord shall cause a great division among the people, and the wicked will he destroy, and he will spare his people. Yea, even, it's so, if, even if it so be that he must destroy the wicked by fire. Now, I am usually not a fan of the kind of hellfire damnation communication that is within scripture. And uh, because I, I just think, man, uh, a loving God, why, why would he, why would he, why is he so wrathful at times? Or why, why is this communication so strong in communicating death and hell and destroy? <laughs> it's such powerful language. And it's so fun, or at least just to describe things in other ways. And for me, I'll tell you that uh, this is kind of like my translation, or at least some thoughts that came to me uh, when I thought about some of the identities here, because what did the Lord God do? He causes a great division. So he's a divider. Oh, you make wait. I thought God is all about creating oneness and love and connection. It's like, well, yeah, okay. The wicked will he destroy. It's like he's a he destroyer. He's the destroyer of the wicked. Oh, man. Um, a sparer of his people. Oh, he spares his people. Okay, well, that's nice. Uh, destroyer of the wicked again by fire. Ooh, you know, that sounds gruesome. I don't know. A loving God, really? Is that what he does? Now, I want you to just, here's, here's my translation, and then we can talk about it. So I kind of think about what if whenever it talks about God, what if I think about this as though it's the godliness within me. So the godliness within me is constantly seeking to divide me from the darkness. My everlasting spirit will always be attracted to the light and always prompt me to do good works and to love and to serve. The light within me will always seek to destroy the darkness. It can't do anything different. Light naturally casts out darkness. There is no way around it. There cannot be darkness when light is present. My spirit holds on to all that is good about me and seeks to bring it out more fully. So 
I took this verse, this identity of God as a divider, as a destroyer of the wicked, and I said, well, how does this, what does this say about who I am? Am I a divider among the people? Well, what am I dividing against? What is the wickedness that is needing to be destroyed? Well, it's the wickedness within everybody. It is the darkness. It is, that is the division that Christ is seeking to bring out, is he wants to separate from worldliness, separate from darkness. And he spares those that seek goodness, and he destroys the wickedness, even by fire. So I just want to invite you to start maybe reading the scriptures a little bit differently. Uh, you might slow down, and it might take some time for you to actually, like, you see a verse and you see it, and you start to learn from it and learn about yourself from it, learn about who you really are from it. And I promise you, as you do this, you're going to increase in light, truth, understanding. And, you know, if you want to dive deeper, then what you'll want to do is go to inherentidentity.com where you can learn even further the skills that are going to help you create this instant and lasting change that is available. Because it is, trust me. Um, if everything that you've tried hasn't worked, um, what I have found is that this is a way that works. So come and join us in the Inherent Identity family at InherentIdentity.com. All right? Love you all. We'll talk to you later. Hey, do you want to create your best life? Do you want to live into it? If that's you, I want you to come and check out InherentIdentity.com. This is the place where you get to learn the easy and effortless way to living into your dreams. So once again, come check out InherentIdentity.com. We'll see you there.